Welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, where you get to hear the stories and insights from entrepreneurs, social change makers, and artists displaying how each and everyone's uniqueness makes this planet worth living on. For more, have a look at greenplanet-blueplanet.com. Today, I'm in the line with Karanveer Singh from Indoor, who is also a global shaper. Welcome to the show, Karanveer. Hey, Julian. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. I'm glad to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, the, the honor is mine. You're also the chairman of Visonum Group. Um, you do a lot of work around smart cities and smart city projects. Um, give us a little bit more of an in-depth insight in, into who you are, what makes you tick and what you're up to these days. I think uh, starting about myself before that, I will tell you, like, this is an era of evolution, era of uh, development, era of something great. And, and we being the change makers, we means everyone out of the world who's under 30 is we. And we people being the change makers can, can actually evolve this world the way we want. And, and actually we can see the changes, we can see the change we want to see in this life. And uh, it's a great saying by uh, Mahatma Gandhi as well, uh, that be the change you want to see. And the, the same uh, mission, I would say, we being the uh, people with the most enthusiastic energy around the world, the people who are trying to unify the world, can actually bring some big change, and this is an era of change. And uh, if I talk about myself, uh, journey of uh, me into the entrepreneurship is, is really, uh, I would say, uh, adventurous, as well as very tough, very stressed, and... Uh, End of the day, I'm enjoying it. And uh, just few years back, I think five years back, I started with the vision on growth. And uh, this is something uh, which we really were ambitious about. We were dreamt of doing something which we can do on our hands. And uh, this name is again very interesting, actually. If I tell you about Visionum Group, Visionum is actually, uh, 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 I would say, an extension of vision. We wanted to name our company as Vision. But because of the trademark issues, because of the copyright issues, we couldn't name that vision. So we gave it a Sanskrit touch, like it's a uh, Sanskrit, Indian touch, cultural touch to vision. It's a more of an Indian touch to the name vision, so it's visionum. So a group, because it's, it's not just a one-man army, it's, it's, it's more of a, a teamwork wherein we are a people from different backgrounds, different uh, societies, different cultures, who are trying to evolve or maybe trying to bring the change in the society and uh, the best part is like everyone in this group is under 30 and uh, what we are trying to uh, do is like we are trying to work on various and several projects of social value which has positively impacted millions across the world we are redefining value to deliver impactful solutions to the most challenging sustainable uh, issues like you talk about a lot of issues like maybe transportation, maybe education, maybe health. We have done a lot of work in these domains, and and being a global entrepreneur, I'm trying to, I'm personally trying to catalyze the startup ecosystem, especially in India, to restore balance and sustainability by incorporating a strategic framework, corporate mindset, and measuring success, and and especially keeping in mind the robust socio-economic mind, uh, models. What we are trying to do is, uh, the motive is to bring some change with the sustainable 
and the long-lasting projects where which we can see the socio-economic uh, balance and and uh, i believe uh, with this vision of be the vision uh, we are we are trying to uh, inculcate a lot of different entrepreneurs different startups different projects which can be linked up with government like if i tell you about uh, india in india we are actually facing a lot of issue of public private partnership wherein we are not able to actually uh, you know bring the uh, I, i would say fill the gap between public and private entities a private entrepreneur or a, or an entrepreneur always feel like he can do everything on their own and even the same way government uh, do itself the work they want to do but there is a huge difference i would say the collaboration which we used to see in different countries like france germany the way these countries are uh, promoting public private partnerships is not the way in india and what we are trying to do is as a vision group we are trying to fill this gap and and trying to bring public and private entities on a single platform we are trying to make people aware how they can collaborate with government and make more bigger changes and with a bigger impact so in this journey even uh, we started with lot of projects we started with the uh, a very uh, noble project in india uh, on the transportation where we are trying to bring every mode of transport on a single platform in india this is a huge issue of integration there is a huge issue of uh, public transport even if you talk about greenery uh, green ecosystem or maybe blue planet what we are saying is like uh, the country like india is not on on these lines in in next 5 years but yes the vision and the mission is almost on the same lines what uh, this podcast is trying to do and uh, of course your insights from other speakers as well as well will help india to reach its uh destination and what we are saying is like because people in india are not motivated to shift their mode from private vehicles to the public transport is is a big issue is a very big issue because of which we are trying to bring up the platform wherein we are um, you know kind of aggregating all the modes of transport in a single platform wherein a person can actually uh, see the public transport accessible at almost 100 meters from his place which will make uh, things easier which will motivate people to use public transport and and this modal shift from private to public transport will be a huge huge uh, success for a country like india where we are already suffering a lot of issue because of pollution because of environmental issues because of climate change and uh, there are number of such projects where we feel like if a public private entity can be merged can be collaborated a lot of changes which can happen very soon Mm-hmm. That's super interesting, Karanveer. So, I mean, India is one of the most populated um, countries of the planet with over a billion people. So, I can I can imagine how that is challenging and at the same time very promising to kind of merge the public and private um, collaboration through projects. So, when you say you're creating a platform, is it is it a digital platform? Like, it is is it a way for the private uh, user to see what's available in their vicinity so they could choose public transport over their private transport? uh i would say we are not uh, uh, at a very final stage of our or a very uh, nascent stage of our uh, journey but yes what we are trying to do is we are trying to uh, aware people what's available what's to their mission maybe uh, if if some company is doing that work in the same domain what government is looking for we are trying to uh, merge them up we are trying to link them up 
the same way if government is looking for some good uh, executors some implementers who can actually bring change the way government wants to work on of course we try to uh, link them up with number of ways of course digital platform is one uh, way there are uh, uh, some lot of uh, bloggings we are working on lot of uh, knowledge exchange we are working on so so i think uh, it's a huge huge uh, mission and and uh, of course it's it's a long way to go but yes the the uh, the mission is really really noble and can help india and as well as public entities to make a bigger impact powerful that's awesome that you that you um you're tackling something with with such a long um journey as well because i i remember when i was in india a couple of years ago um i was actually in bangalore not in in indore but um staying at a was like a university exchange i did with the the german university i was going to at the time and um the traffic and the traffic systems were really hard to kind of digest almost from a westerner's perspective um it, it felt like pure chaos and i was i was simply told that bangalore is one of the more easy going cities in india tell us a little bit more about the um global shapers hub and how that is connected to to that world uh i think uh, this is one of the most noble thing happened to me uh, the people who are uh, actually giving an evidence of making the change and and there i actually feel uh, uh, seeing the like minded people exchanging thoughts of your uh, countries and and how you can share and exchange your uh, projects with the other hubs so we at indoor hub being a curator at indoor hub we are working on lot of projects and uh, um especially if i talk about my hub project we are addressing a very crucial issue of sanitation improvement sanitation improvement especially in the government schools of my city where 40% of the government schools do not have access to proper toilets which is the major cause of huge dropouts especially those of girl students we initiated this project called defri in which we construct the toilets bio toilets in the schools and create awareness about it specifically targeting the welfare of the girl children from economically and socially downtrodden background and i have gained my expertise for this project from my previous work of uh, uh, experience with various ngos and smart city projects and also i did a lot of research uh, during my phd and my work at indian institute of management which has enabled me to manage and execute this project with a great impact and uh, the desire the basic desire behind is to address this issue that comes from the reality i have witnessed that many young girl students are dropping out of the schools just because these schools do not have toilets for them and talking about the local impact this project has resulted in reducing the girl students uh, dropout rate by almost i would say 35% dropout rate has wow. been reduced and and uh, uh, i would say this project uh, is actually having a life cycle of 15 years and in next 15 years we we have a mission of uh, impacting more than 200000 girls in next 15 years maybe by 2030 that's amazing so uh, and and, and uh, recently also uh, uh, the city we are based out of indore is recently declared as the cleanliest city of india cleanliest city of india and i believe um, our hard project maybe in one or another way may have helped help this country to to uh, make our city as the cleanest city of india because um, i'll tell you something more interesting about city uh, there is a huge issue of open defecation 
it's a huge issue in India, mm. in number of cities. And, and uh, maybe because of this project and because of many other efforts which our city has uh, taken into the city, have actually helped this city declare the open defecation free city of India now. Oh, wow. ODS. Congratulations. Of ODS. So I believe uh, when, when you work uh, as a shaper, as a curator at, at, our, uh, at your hub, it actually gives a huge impact because you have people with the same mindset, you have people with the same courage, same zeal to do a change in the society. Interesting. Talking about courage, I think it's it's awesome that you're mentioning how real your project is because open defecation, defecation is not really a, a problem we um, know in many countries in, in North America or Europe at this point in 2017, but it, it is a reality um, and hygiene is kind of like a foundation factor to then go into the next levels of our interaction. So um, when we talk about the fourth industrial revolution and technological advancements and exponential growth and well, all these are great, great topics, but the reality of your hub in India is literally at being like ready to talk about hygiene, being ready to talk about um, sanity and all, all that. Congratulations for being so on the topics that actually impact people, um, because I think that's where the divide often is, right? Where are we actually touching people's lives? Actually, it's a, it's a result of my previous curators, my founding curator, who actually, you know, were on these lines and, and put these efforts to make this happen. And, and of course, this is showing us a real impact. And, and fortunately, even because of our shapers at Hub, we, we uh, won the Growth Market Grant Challenge and, and won a good grant by a branch group. And, and I think this motivates a lot to when, you, when you are there for a change. It, it helps you move ahead. Yeah, and I think change really starts where you're at and um, what is here now and, and not just in, in a vision. Super interesting. Um, tell us, how big is Indoor? How many people live in, in Indoor City? Uh, there are around 3. Uh, 3, 3 million people, I think. Yeah, 3.1 3. is like that. And uh, the ratio, if you talk about uh, with the area, is very uh, drastic, actually. I mean, the population uh, in Indore is really, really high compared to the area. And uh, though uh, this city is a tier 2 city, and, and uh, because uh, it's tier 2, it's not uh, that developed the way metro cities or the tier 1 cities are developed. And, and this is the only reason, I mean, it's, it's emerging and it helps people like us to, to grow more and to make this city more beautiful. I get it. Um, Karanvir, what I would love to understand is like for you as a global citizen, I mean, we, you and I met in um, Geneva in Switzerland um, and, and for you being such a like local um, impact driver in, in India and in your area, like tell us a little bit more about India as a country and the way you think it's being seen and, and where its challenges are and where its uh, advantages and, and its, its opportunities are as well. I think uh, today India is uh, uh, with the uh, you know with with the sword that is double-edged sword and uh, uh, especially if I talk about youth of India, I mean we are so proud of India being like by twenty twenty we'll be the youngest country in the world with an average age of twenty nine years. That is like sixty first sixty four percent of the world, uh, India's population to get into the working force, and and that's a big number, and. Uh, about India, if I talk, uh, uh, I mean, that's, that's actually a double-edged sword. Reason being, if it's on the right direction, it's very constructive. 
and otherwise it would be a disaster just because if you're not prepared for this huge man force to be in the right direction to be in a uh, uh, you know uh, kind of a uh, in, the, in the vision lined with the government's mission it would be very difficult to handle this big youth power and and for that india really needs to work on lot of entrepreneur projects lot of job creation um, ideas where we can actually engage these guys and and help india make a better place because like you see uh, china japan who are like really aging this this, this era and and uh, india being the youngest it it it's necessary for people like us to stop seeking jobs and to start generating jobs mm. we have to actually work for an impact not just for an income and and this is where india really needs to focus on we really need to focus on the skills india needs next 5 years next 10 years next, next 15 years i cannot say more than that because it's not possible for us to envision that uh, that long way but yes by next 5 years next 10 years in in um, automobile in in technology in in different sectors which are the skills we really need which are the areas we need to focus on we have to uh, improvise the traditional education mindset the uh, traditional education system where we are following the just following the trends what is happening is happening we have to come up with a new ideas how mm-hmm. we can skill these people and engage them in different areas otherwise It, it would be a huge destruction and and this is where india needs to focus on got it so basically education is more crucial than ever um it's very important yeah 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 well that's a global topic as well i believe as we're going into this age of exponential technology um what we're realizing in countries like like canada over here um and the same in europe when i'm when i'm uh, vi- visiting there is that exponential technology and the growth into that society that we're we're forming um has a lot of opportunities within it but also a lot of challenges and even our education systems that are maybe glorified or gl- globally celebrated like ivy league schools or uh free secondary education in countries like france or brazil or germany um i think even in those systems we are currently doing an okay job or a poor job only in actually preparing people for real life because in real life right now we are discovering and experiencing disruption like never before and our values and what we're actually anchoring and basing our decision making process on um are more in in question than ever um i believe so education is a very global topic and super interesting that you're bringing this up um because it it's somehow also related to this whole um my whole mission of this podcast is like as a big green planet blue planet on a, on a bigger more global scale um what are the values that we want to educate maybe you want to touch on that um, a little bit uh i think uh if i I'll, i'll try to give you a quote like i we being from sikh religion sikh actually means a learner it's is like a fifth largest religion of this world we are just 1.5 or 1.6% of india's population but we are we actually contributing lot to the economy lot to the army lot to the defense and lot of different areas what i feel is uh or maybe uh, our religion feel is like life without activism is life without purpose and and uh, we being so young we actually have to be activists 
not just uh, for one area but for every area where people need a support people need a help and and education of course is one big thing where we need to focus i believe uh, the there's a lot of uh, uh, like if you talk about country like us though it's one of the most developed countries of the world and and we all know that it's just 8% of the people in us who have done masters just 8% of the people and that's very very uh, i would say stunning surprising and and people from different countries of the world do uh, you know uh, travel us just for higher studies what i believe is uh, we being the very very uh, kind of developing country very emerging country we need to focus on education at the school level and that is where the change happens that is where the mindset gets uh, the new uh, i would say awareness and and uh, if if we start focusing on the skill set the practicality is the industry exposure with, with the with the school students maybe uh, through the uh, i would say industry visits maybe through internships maybe through life projects but yes if it starts at school level it will definitely help our country to get into different domains and then maybe with different ideas and uh, this is where i feel like we really need to work on especially in the school education then maybe uh, college and uh, i mean graduates and post graduation works i get it yeah it's, there are even small steps forward can make a huge and tremendous impact actually um, yeah. yeah i'm currently um part of a, a shapers initiative in north america we um so things started out of uh, the Ithaca hub on the east coast and um the goal is to create micro curriculums uh, curriculums that are shorter than one week even that can be brought into schools either by global shapers or then through a centralized curriculum that even a teacher could opt into and say, you know what, I'm going to dedicate the next three days to share this with my students. So we can, Beautiful. with thank you, with, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the group creating that. I think the, the goal is actually to standardize it to the degree that we can then make it a global project. Um, because sometimes even just three days can change your life. True, true, definitely. I mean, this is where actually we start me to focusing on it. Because when, when you have a lot of uh, youth, it's not that everyone needs help there might be many young people who can help and and if we start mm. figuring out the synergies it's a, it's a huge huge potential to bring a big change absolutely i love hearing that yeah the synergies and starting to figure them out right because they are right in front of us and it 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 needs and takes our awareness to see them and then act on them and when we talk about awareness karanvir i would love to hear a little bit more about something else you're working on and um the way I understand it is it's it's communication through silence. <laughs> That's very interesting talking actually and I'm not disclosing it publicly because like uh, till now I, I uh, never got a chance to actually talk about this topic. But uh, it's, it's very interesting when, when other than work, other than a lot of projects we're working on, it's, it's something which actually makes me feel more soothing, more peaceful, more mindful, more soulful. And, and uh, the topic I chose for my doctorate is silence communication. What we're trying to do is we are, we are trying to standardize the communication all over the world. Trying to uh, uh, figure out the ways we can communicate better. I mean, if we talk about types of communication, they can be verbal, they can be non-verbal, written, but there is no 
word called silence and and julian what i believe is this is uh, the most effective way of communication if you talk about silence it's it starts when even you don't know how to communicate when you don't even know uh, the language to communicate there is no cultural barrier in silence you can silently communicate to anyone in this world and uh, but yes i feel this this uh, term silence is very underrated is very underrated actually we we just don't consider silence as a tool but according to my research i'm working on right now makes me feel i think i'll try to prove that or figure that out with a lot of experiments we are doing that this is the most effective communication the most powerful tool to communicate and and you see people in the childhood in people like i mean kids below 2 years even when they are frightened when they are happy when they are uh, cherishing you actually figure out from their faces from their from they they, they actually silently communicating they don't know any language to talk and and this is a topic which actually connects you to the spirituality every everywhere in the world we talk about meditation we talk about spirituality we talk about yoga and lot of such stuff i believe anything of that sort starts with silence and and this is where we really need to focus on uh, other than my work because like life is not as i told you is not just to make an income is to make an impact and if i'm uh, earning good or uh, you know uh, doing good impacting good in society and doing lot of impactful projects serving the society connecting the world is great but if i talk about the life's destination or the purpose of life silence will actually help you figure out that and and this is where my research is going on and and uh, hopefully uh, in next two years i'll be able to come up with lot of different uh, experiments researches i'll be proving very soon and i'm already on a mission of that and because of which i <laughs> i have traveled to like 27 odd countries and uh, i'm just loving it i'm just exploring wow. every moment even even if you talk about like you know uh, in a country like india if i tell you there is a, a tendency of moving to metro cities i mean a villager wants to go to a city then in cities tier 3 wants to go to tier 2 tier 2 wants to go to tier 1 and and then tier 1 goes wants to go to abroad i mean abroad means maybe uk us and you know it's 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 a chain which is happening i mean everyone one everyone wants to you know go to a bigger ladder but the but nothing completes without a cycle in that the cycle will definitely complete when people from here are like uh, following a route of more exposure more awareness but the cycle will complete when people from us will start inclining more towards yoga towards spirituality towards meditation and coming down to country like india for the same hmm. they go to himalayas and and you know uh, go for and and start seeking the purpose of life hmm. and i think it's a complete cycle i mean people are rushing from here to metros metros to different countries and then different countries will start seeking out the ways to come down to india to come down to himalayas and and maybe places like haridwar this will actually uh, make me feel more happy and and make me feel more confident the research which i am doing is actually helping people know their purpose of life wow it's really interesting and it's yeah. very very absolutely different than what i work on <laughs> it's fascinating and i i like how you're describing those cycles because 
they are they are somewhat real, right? Like we 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 kind of always look for a next step, and then one of those steps in the global um, well <laughs> journey of awareness and awakening is is to go back to India, or go to China, and learn from the Tao or learn the Vedas, and um, kind of immerse into this this place of inner inquisition and the inner work of who am I, why am I here, what am I doing, and. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we are in age, in an age where this is not just a few of us that are like the spiritual seekers, but it's becoming a, a mainstream reality. Um, possibly, possibly because as we are kind of in the next phase of globalization, you know, we 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 are increasingly becoming aware of how connected we truly are. Which, as you say, when I'm truly in silence, um, it is a place where I can feel that, and silence not just with myself, but I'll, I'll share that that bit. Silence also with others. So the one of the my biggest like likes or or things of enjoyment when I go to another country where I don't speak the language are those initial moments of silence. <laughs> when you're forced into silence, you're forced to just be quiet and realize, wow, I don't understand a single word here. Um, yet at the same time, I have this depth of communication open in front of me because yeah we are always communicating and um if that's the vedas from india or if that's the Tao in china or the shamanism in africa or south america they all talk about exactly that the, the way we are truly connected at the core true even uh, like uh, last month only i was in london and uh, I, I spent good time in oxford university and there i had a long discussion with different professors there and, and uh, Believe me, they, they actually encouraged me for this and, and Oxford is like Oxford is uh, very much supporting me for this mission and uh, I believe I'll be coming up with a lot of uh, different uh, outcomes and, and this will actually help us how to, uh, you know, use it positively, how to uh, respond to silence, how to react to silence and, and I believe a lot of things are yet to explore in this domain mm. and even, you uh, like if I ask you, how do you pray God? I mean, is it written? Is it verbal? You speak God? I mean, how do you pray to God? Mm. Well, I can answer. Um, it, it really, really depends. I, I have mantras I repeat. I have mantras I repeat in silence. Uh, I have mantras I repeat out loud. Um, Sometimes I just sit at the ocean or in a forest or at home on my pillow and then have close to zero thoughts. Other times the thoughts are just racing by and the mantra kind of helps me to break through thought, you know. Um, to be honest, it's it's a lot less of a routine um, than than some people might think. It's 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 a consistency. There's a consistency in my in my prayer or my practice or my meditation and um, a persistency because of that. But very little routine, to be honest. Uh, what I have experienced out of this world, like there are a number of ways we can be great in God. But I think silence is one such thing which actually connects you. Without which a praise always somewhere, somehow unfulfilled. And uh, I hope a lot of new outcomes, which even I am uh, unaware about, will be there very soon and, and we are working a lot of journals, a lot of theses, a lot of research papers and let's see how the things goes. Wonderful, wonderful. I am, I'm a big fan of what you're saying with um, return on impact. Um, in fact, I, I had an, an interview with um, Marcangelo Coppola, I think one of the earlier episodes people can find on uh, 
the Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. He's a social change maker and um, impact investor out of Montreal. And he talks about ROI squared. So where you get both, you get the, the return on investment and you get the ripple of impact. Yeah. Even, even like, uh, if I talk about, uh, India in India, there is very, uh, interesting thing happening is like, we are very much inclined towards engineering. I mean, it's, it's a huge domain right, uh, these days. I mean, everyone is about engineering. What I feel is like, rather than uh, getting into the foundations of a particular domain, if it's not linked with the skill set needed for the next five years, ten years, we can actually start looking for alternate engineering. I believe this term can actually be very powerful to any engineer, to any graduate, to anyone in this world who who, who uh, really wants to become uh, to maybe work smarter. We call it India's Jugar, and uh, uh, this is actually an alternate word of smart working. And uh, if we see alternate engineering, this is something. Which, which actually helps you live impactfully, live more, uh, I would say, integrated to the society, to the city wherein uh, you're working. You, you have a lot of ideas, you have a lot of ways to get your things done. And, and I believe alternate engineering is, again, a very big thing for India, if, if India follows that. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting thing, yeah. Yeah, as we're talking about engineering, um, let me ask you this. So in my life, there's a lot of um biohacking a lot of biohackers um engineering consciousness in that in that sense what coming from the conversation of silence and and the power of silence and how do you feel like we as humans are able to engineer and activate our consciousness even uh, i like to add one more point here like i personally am an electronics and communication engineer and uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, when, when I passed out from the college, I did my graduation, I was placed in an IT company, in a technology company, which was not at all linked with electronics and communication part. It was purely a different domain for me. And, and because uh, of a lot of constraints in India about the job opportunities, about the careers, I had to choose that option. And, and there I believe, like, any engineer can do anything, like me being from electronics and telecommunication background, working into IT, working into coding, uh, doing the real development work for the different clients in US. Same way, there are a number of <laughs> civil engineers, mechanical engineers who are working in technology, who are working for IT coding. And then this is where I feel like spending four years of your graduation on a different domain and working entirely in a different uh, sector after your graduation is something uh, not at all linked. So better always have a B plan in mind that B plan is alternative engineering wherein you should be aware about the real stuff to work on and, and actually matching with the skill set. And uh, of course, if, if you are uh, uh, having silence in mind, you can actually crack the deal. Mm-hmm. So this is where I feel uh, we should be very open-minded. We should not be bound to a single sector i believe india really needs diversification right to kind of make space for this you you say alternate engineering alternative engineering Mm -hmm. isn't this kind of what we see with people like elon musk on a global level who um well i mean he was born i believe in south africa now now lives and works in the u.s because i guess that's where um 
kind of the global society is, is meeting for those topics. But what we're seeing with people like Elon, I, I guess, is that he is a cross-disciplinary uh, genius and um, possibly doesn't have the depth of expertise in just one field the way a specialist would have, but therefore um, uses his mind and his the ability to cross-pollinate ideas from different areas and sectors to kind of um, create a complete new alternative way of engineering, right? I believe, uh, as you talk about um, global exposure, about Elon Musk, like how he moved, how he migrated to different countries, I believe this is where a real happiness lies, when you are trying to unify this world. Mm. And even when we were together in Geneva, we, we spent like good time there. And, Absolutely. Uh, there were a lot of people from different countries. I think it was more than 125 countries. And there I actually felt like we people are same. We are actually same. And and just with the boundaries of the borders, we are so bound to our cultures. We're so, uh, you know, so strict to our nation. No, 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 no. We are, we are this country. We are that country. Actually, I have felt maybe this, this uh, sample size is only for under 30 people. But yes, I can assure people under 30 are definitely same all over the world with the same mindset with the same problems with the same courage with the same zeal and 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 the way Elon Musk the way Sundar Pichai from India and many other such examples who are actually moving out of the uh, different countries and reaching on different uh, you know um, nations it's just because of the opportunities and, and because of the impact they really want to make if I really want to work on some idea which is they're lacking in Canada I'll definitely come to this place. I mean, there is nothing which should uh, uh, restrict me in any way. And, and if it's it restricts, it's not a life to live. I love where you're going with this. This is now kind of from um, where we are right now, which is, yeah, there are countries and realities uh, to adopt around passports and, and so forth. But you're much more talking into the vision of the new humanity we're able to build in the 21st century. And um, Karanvir, this is one of my my um, favorite questions and I'd love to hear you answer like what is your vision for planet earth and let me specify a little bit so let's let's take the um, the constraints of time off us and go all the way what do you what do you think is possible in 50 100 200 years from now as we are immersing into this globe where silence is part of communication where spirituality is something that we ponder on our insights and connect deeper with ourselves, with with God or source or the universe inside or the infinite nothingness, whatever word works for you. Um, so what kind of world do you see as possible for humanity on, on Earth? Uh, I think uh, it, uh, it's, it's a very uh, great question and a very progressive question, actually. And uh, I believe there are a lot of things like future of consumption, which comes into it, future of technology future of energy there are a lot of such things which which comes into this domain i mean if you talk about um, mother earth and and uh, i believe uh, the mission should be to build a citizen created directive a platform where we can build the unity a cooperation to overcome our most pressing challenges and creating solutions which are sustainable and and uh, uh, if i if i uh, conclude it with the shaper's passion, I think it should be uh, shaping a healthy, happy, and a prosperous future. Amazing. I love that. 
Well, thank you so much, Karimir, for being on the show, for taking the time, for sharing some um, points of view, for sharing your vision, for sharing what drives you, what your passion is. Um, do you have Do you have one more thing you want to share with with all the global shapers out there and all the listeners of Green Planet Blue Planet podcast? Uh, shapers are amazing, as always. I, I say that, and uh, fortunately, I'll be in Davos this January, and uh, I believe I'll try to represent my community, represent the work our community works, not just my hub, but my whole community out of this world from different hubs are working. I'll definitely try to pitch those points to the global leaders and then definitely the work these shapers are doing is very inspiring and, and every day if I need a motivation I just talk to a shaper and that's what shaper love is wonderful well much shaper love to indoor thank you so much for being on the show today wow what a powerful and unique conversation I just had with Karanveer Singh from indoor in India about making impact and being the change we want to see and kind of finding that um, through stillness, the power of stillness and the way we communicate through stillness. So make sure to check out other episodes like this one with current global shapers, young leaders from so many different countries that we're currently hosting and sharing on Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. It's Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast. Um, Be part of the Facebook group and uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Go out there, be the change that you want to see in the world. 